Hello there and welcome to Film Raw here at Bunkers of the UK. It's the place where we review the latest movie releases from across the cinematic spectrum. I am one of your hosts, Ian Bolton, and joined through the power of technology by my cinematic partner in crime. It is, of course, Christian R. Allen, who's given me the finger. You told me before you told me to go away. I didn't I, just I, before I, didn't, I, I told you to go to the green room. You know, you know, last, you know, last episode I mentioned the fact that we, we show videos to the children in our classroom. Yes. So we were. Tr I was trying to pick a video for them on Netflix, just going for the children's one, and um, they, yeah. they ended up settling on Mr. Bean. But um, Peppa Pig flashed up. And bear in mind that they're ten-year-olds. The amount of enthusiasm to watch Peppa Pig. I don't know. Is it like to them? That, to them, that must Peppa Pig must be retro. Because they haven't watched it since they were like three or four, and like they they view Peppa Pig the same way I view the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like oh, so, maybe, so legendary, legend oh legendary <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm I I would I would take on Shredder, but I ain't messing with Peppa. She is a sass queen. <laughs> here's, here's one way. I, I was just I was just being a bit sarcastic. Uh, I, I, um, I can't remember the specifics of the engaging of the conversation, but I ended up just saying to one of the kids, "Yeah, queen," just you know, mucking around, and they looked at me as if I was an alien <laughs> that landed right in front of them in the playground. And I thought, "Oh, have they not heard this expression before, or something?" And, and they, they just looked at me. Went, no, they, they they went, "How do you know that?" It's like You're you, sir. You, sir, must be some kind of sorcerer. <laughs> Only us children talk like talk like the internet. Oh. I don't know. So, hey, Christian, are you ready for our next film review? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh. <coughs> okay, okay, I'm not going to try and sing this in, in the SpongeBob theme. So let's talk about the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, which you can now stream on Netflix UK. I love my life. I love you so much, Gary. I'll never forget the day we met. I'm... Ready! Hello, little snail. What's your name? Gary, huh? Do you want to be friends? Me too. Gary, I'm home. Gary? Gare Bear? Gary! Oh, Gary! Have you seen Gary? No! Nope! Nope! Gary's been snail man! Gary! Okay, so Sponge on the Run, it's the third Spongebob movie. Um, again, like most films that we have talked about on streaming platforms, this was supposed to be at cinemas past May. Um, obviously it didn't happen because now it's on a streaming platform. And uh, yeah, here, here we are talking about another new release, uh, which probably would have done okay in the cinemas for family audiences. Um, it, would have, it, would have made a, it would have made a comfortable it, sound. Nothing crazy. I mean, I mean, considering SpongeBob started back in 1999, there's still, there's still a fandom, there's still a franchise. It's still a big it, spinner it, for Nickelodeon. It will not end. It's basically Nickelodeon have hit upon their Simpsons. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I I loved SpongeBob back in the day. The the first mm. couple, the first three or four seasons are genuinely brilliant. Even even through adult eyes, they're they're really really funny. Mm. Um, you can, and you can see you can tell it's got um Stephen Hillenberg's 
fingerprints all over. I mean, of course, fam famously, the creator of the series was a marine biologist and educator. Mm. Um, and so a lot of his knowledge came into the story. And I, he did direct the original SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Yes. And I think his involvement afterwards was basically, I will take the check. Yeah. Um, um, he, tra I mean, he, he tragically died. Um, I think only, only a year ago, I believe. Yeah, or... yeah, a year or two ago. Um, the film do the film does pay tribute to him in the end credits as well for for obviously being the the brain behind this sort of re this this character who's resonated on so many levels with children, with adults, and, and, and so forth. Yes. Um, but, um, just just to finish my point, um, he since his departure from the series, there there has been certainly a. Um, uh, decline in quality and I mean in the beginnings the series had a very cult following with adult audiences I, I don't I don't think that's there anymore obviously this, this is still a huge cash cow for Nickelodeon yeah. and when you asked me to review this I'd kind of forgotten that Spongebob was still a thing to be honest but mm. it's it's clearly huge. Um, as I was saying in my last episode, we, we watched it in class. Another class watched it as well, I noticed. Mm. Um, I did ask them, however, and obviously we're, we're going to be voicing our opinions, but I, I asked some of the children in the class if they enjoyed it or not, and I had apathy at best. Um, it was real indifference to, to it. Yeah. Um, so each of the films that have come from the world of Bikini Bottom, They've been very different. I mean, the original film was very much, um, pretty much the TV show in in its essence, in terms of aesthetic, in terms of its sort of storytelling and so forth. You had the nice little mix of live action with pirates trying to go to the cinema to watch the movie, and you had the whole cartoon element of the film. You're, you're, forgetting, I mean, you're forgetting the greatest cameo in the history of cinema, David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Yes, yes. <laughs> And that and that and the first film worked quite nicely. It was just it was just a nice thing of basically everything that makes SpongeBob so popular, it's there. I the I, I, I did so to interrupt. I, I watched the first one about a month ago with my nieces, and it I think it really holds up quite well. I hmm. actually think it was. Um, admittedly, I was laughing louder than my seven-year-old niece. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's more reflection on my maturity <laughs> than than the quality um, of the first film. But um, you were saying, I, I haven't actually seen the second film. Have you? Yeah, I I have seen it. It's Sponge Out of Water. Again, it's a, it, it starts off like a normal sort of 2D animation movie of, uh, I think, SpongeBob trying to get the secret Krabby Patty formula from a pirate played by Antonio Banderas in the live That's action segments. And it ends up with all, of, with all the main characters. So SpongeBob, Patrick, Mr. Krabs, um squidward sandy they all go up to the surface and they become these sort of 3d cgi superhero versions of themselves to take him down it was really weird and i and it's like i watched it once and i went that was weird and i didn't watch it again um and the thing that the thing that's drawn me to this one sponge on the run um what's the animation style because i like i liked the look of the animation style i think Yes, it's a bit jarring for those so very familiar with the 2D animation aspect of SpongeBob. But I, I, I just kind of liked that sort of different art form. It was like it was something that was a bit different. Um, and the details were quite interesting to see there as well. I know you were a little bit unsure about it in our sort yeah, of unsure conversation. I mean, I, aesthetically, and as an artistic mm. achievement, I, I think it's gorgeous. I really yeah. like like the style. It's sort of like the odd frame 
rate mm. of the, the sort of jagging motion and, and, and sort of like the, it's, it's almost, it's like a dreamy version of a plasticine movie. Um, it is, it's fascinating to look at. I just don't know if this style of animation was the right one to adopt for this particular story for SpongeBob in general. Mm. And just, I, I felt, I felt, I spent far too long thinking about the films, the way the film's been animated, mm. um, then actually enjoying the animation and being engrossed in it. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes um, sense. Yeah, because obviously there are, there are moments in animation where you 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 you, 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 you realise just what a technical achievement. Look like the classic one would be the um the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, where combination that, of two D and three and CGI. Yeah. That, that that that's more of a that's that keep, doesn't take you out. That still keeps you engrossed. It's just yes. you, know, you, 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 yeah. you you're aware that wow, something special's just happened. Here it's just a case of mm, I'm not quite. I, I, I'm constantly being reminded of the style. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think. I think. It's, it's nice that they've tried something different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's the same style that SpongeBob Two fell into for the second act. Then, or was it? No, no. It was. No, it, it, was it was really sort of hyper CGI, three uh, D animation. Because I think it was also released in three D at the time. Okay. So obviously they were trying to go for the. Point at the camera. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> 3D cinema was bookended by Avatar and then SpongeBob 2. Possibly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, most of the MCU films are still being released in 3D at the time. And it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. really? Didn't really need it anymore, I suppose. But, uh. um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, if we go away from the animation style, this film is all over the place plot-wise and pace-wise because it's kind of like, it. you kind of get a sense, because, the, because you've got the whole, you've got, You've got the main storyline of SpongeBob and Patrick going to get Gary back from uh, Poseidon. Uh, Poseidon in a, in Atlantis City, which is basically kind of like their version of Las Vegas. And you kind of go, okay, so this is going to be a, a road trip movie of some of some degree, and that and that's fair enough. Um, but then you've got the idea that Plankton's up to something back in Bikini Bottom, and that doesn't necessarily happen as you think it happened. I think what I'm trying to say is there are so many weird sidesteps in the storyline where you're expecting it to go one way, it doesn't go that way, and you go, okay, that's, that's okay that's okay to go somewhere where you weren't expecting. But the result is more unsatisfying than you thought it was going to be, I suppose. So if it actually it's, stuck to the, the sort of um, the cliched milestones you would expect for this kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, yeah. one of my 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 biggest criticism of this movie um, is the storyline. Um, that to me, it kind of feels like an early draft of the first movie. Um, yeah. It, feel, yeah, it feels sense. like it feels like a band. I mean, I could I could be totally wrong. It's just my gut instinct watching this. It feels like there are abandoned plot ideas from the first movie being regurgitated by um, Tim Hill, the director, because Tim Hill, did he was one of the writers on the, the first movie. Mm. I think it was a quite a big collaborative project um, under Hillenberg's supervision. Um, obviously, he's taking the reins now. Um, um, it just, yeah, it just felt like I would have expected a number of these scenes to be deleted scenes, like anim anim uh, animatics. Yeah. With uh, um, not quite an entire movie based on them. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think 
I think the thing is as well, it's like certain bits are okay, but they do outstay their welcome quite quickly. I mean, I think the 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 one the one sequence I can definitely attest to on that one is this Wild West segment, which is which which happens and it introduces Keanu Reeves that, that, as, as Sage, which is great. I was going to say you've just you've just described it perfectly. It happens. It just it's just, it just it's just there. It's it just happens to introduce Keanu Reeves into the film, and it and yeah, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. He makes the role what he can, and it's it's entertaining. I but, I actually think it's a really. I mean, just to be positive for the moment, I actually think. I mean, the voice acting yeah it is what it is. They the the, the cast of playing these characters like. I think Tom Kenny could probably voice SpongeBob in his sleep at this point. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, um, always makes me laugh that Clancy Brown um, plays Mr. Krabs because I always think of him as uh, the Kurgan from Highlander. Oh, I, I, just, I, it, I remember him as Lex Luthor from the Superman animated series. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah he's, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's Lex Luthor in, in that. But yeah, obviously, Mr. Krabs is the other one of just money. Money. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, so although it's it's nothing we haven't heard before, and and, and some of the, some of SpongeBob's dialogue was pretty witty, like mm. when he when he's trying to vocalise some of Patrick's thoughts, and he has this incredibly verbose, almost um, thesaurus mindset, just throwing word after word, and like really, I thought some of the dialogue was quite sharp, um, mm. and the, the the real life cameos were funny. I thought Keanu Reeves as a a um tumbleweed um a sage I, 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 i'm trying to say this sentence but my brain is saying you didn't watch keanu reeves playing a tumbleweed called sage that didn't happen that was a fever dream christian like you, you don't you don't want to go into the you don't want to go further into this wild west segment where basically <laughs> Dan, Dan, danny danny trejo is oh, yes. like is the zombie head of these ghoulish cowboys and all of a sudden in a big dance number, Snoop Dogg turns up because why not? Why I, not? I did find it amusing <laughs> when, when that scene um, happened in class. There was one boy in my class of thirty that just went Snoop Dogg. Love a little bit of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> um, there's um, yeah, I, I, I will give this. Keanu Reeves does a very good bobbling the head to indicate he's about to tumble the way. Should we give it a go? Like. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i think those little bits are fine but to me they just really outstay their welcome it's like if this was like a five minute segment would have been fine yeah if if these were if these segments uh these disparate segments were actually individual episodes i would probably be more um uh, more content as a viewer um watching this as a i don't think it's even that long i think it's only an hour and a half it felt and longer. 40. It felt it's longer. An hour Forty. Yeah, it's it's long. Yeah, it's um, it's... It, it just drags, man. It's just, and and the, and you're right. The direction to goes if they're if they're not awkwardly borrowing from the first movie a bit too much. Then uh, I mean, I, actually speaking of voice acting, I, we have to give props to Matt Berry because um, oh yes, as King Poseidon. He, he is good, and uh, his I mean, it's, it's Matt Berry. His voice is just a delight. If you if you get the chance, if you have, if any of our listeners haven't watched any of the what we do in the shadows seasons, they're currently available on BBC iPlayer. Tr- check out the movie as well. I think the movie's on iPlayer. I think the, the movie is, well. but Matt Berry's not in the movie. 
he's not in the movie, but he's, yeah. he's he's one of the leads in the TV series, and yeah. every line of dialogue he says is just I just laugh. He just he just has that he just has that awesome voice, and it just whenever you it's <laughs> it's the moment you hear it, you just go. That's Matt Berry. Yes, but so he. I mean, it's it's nice hearing him in this, but again, it's just it's really, really, it's just like a, it's to me. The whole movie is a pedestrian episode stretched from fifteen minutes to an hour and forty, and that is unforgivable. Mm. It, Especially if you're uh, a poor parent who's got to put through, <laughs> put up with this. It, I won't lie; it was a chore to watch this movie. Yeah, I, I had I had to stop halfway through because it's like I just I was zoning out and I wasn't giving the film my attention and it was just and usually hour and a half films especially when it's a family animated films the pace just goes at a nice pace usually good ones ones that you remember and you enjoy the pace is snappy snappy snapping it goes for it hmm. whereas SpongeBob again it just starts it stops you have this side diversion like the Wild West thing carry on again you stop again you have another side diversion you go towards the finale and then it becomes flashback after flashback after flashback after yeah. flashback this that was that was the weird that was the weirdest thing about the film is that yeah. spongebob doesn't really i don't feel the series lends itself to much emotional weight mm. um and that's not a criticism of the the, the oh, franchise no, no, no. Oh. i think that's just the nature of the the surreal classic Nickelodeon type cartoon we have here. And that that's fine. It, it, that's trying to make, trying to pull audience heartstrings on how SpongeBob met Mr. Krabs and Squidward and things like this. I just don't, it just doesn't feel, yeah. it doesn't feel, it doesn't totally resonate with the rest of the series and these particular characters. And I, it just felt odd. It yeah. felt odd. I mean, you can have moments of like adorable backstory, like when he oh, meets, yeah. that, that, when he meets Gary, that is cute. But the way the way with the schmaltzy music and it just it wasn't SpongeBob. It, it yeah, it's just the, the finale where all the all the main SpongeBob characters come forward and they share their first moments of SpongeBob. It's, it's, it's testimony, like, isn't it? It's, it's as testimony to try and save him from death or something like that. I just I just didn't care. The, the, weird like, thing, the weird thing is, like, this is this is obviously the series is, you know, with um, Stephen Tellerbrook no longer with us, and and even before he passed, he wasn't really involved in the series. And Marie Bolo, just to tell you if, you, if you decapitated Patrick and SpongeBob the way they were shown, they would have still survived. It's just <laughs> like, it's like science. Science. <laughs> the weird thing about the weird thing about sea sponges is that if you if you put them in a blender, right, and then and then Paul, this is this is crazy. So the fact that the scientists have done this, and I, I, I anyone who who's recognises this factoid, yes, I'm regurgitating QI. If you if you put a sea sponge in a blender, blend it to a mush, you'd think it's dead, right? If you pour it into a tank of seawater, it will reform back into like, its like like T1000. Yes, yes. <laughs> the liquid terminator has more in common with SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, oh. random, random fact, do, you, do you actually know this is completely a bit of a tangent do you know how they created that brilliant sound effect for the liquid terminator morphin i don't i, I think i remember but i no t- tell me it, they literally went to the nearest convenience store bought like a 16 cent um tin of dog food 
opened up and just let the slide down in front of the microphone. Like, yeah. Oh. I think it was George Lucas's lot who produced the sound, Skywalker sound. But like, um, yeah, going back to SpongeBob. But, um, I mean, uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of sums up where we are with the film. Oh, yeah, we're, <laughs> so if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking about sound effects from Terminator 2, I think it, I think the safe thing to say here, kids and adults, is this wasn't a good movie. <laughs> stick, stick to the first one. Yeah, stick to the first one and watch some of the classic shows, uh, series of the show. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I mean, we usually get this every time we say we kind of go off on tangents or get angry about a family film not being good it's like oh it's just for kids it's like well no 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 i think no, with, no. With, with spongebob spongebob is pretty much in the it's pretty much one of the like like the king of nickelodeon cartoons i would say yeah. oh, it, uh, it is it it is in a tier that very few characters from nickelodeon have descended to obviously we remember things like rugrats we remember things like um rocker's modern life we remember things like rins and stimpy for probably wrong reasons um but no, but no other character in nickelodeon's in nickelodeon's cartoons history has hit the heights of spongebob mm. and it's a bit it's like it feels like the film doesn't really service that or, or, or pay tribute to that it just it feels very pedestrian the story is all over the place and I, I if you're a fan of spongebob go watch it and make a mind up it's don't 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 be put off by us sort of being very very frowny towards it it's just we were expecting some amusing things especially in these times but it just, it just wasn't coming it just wasn't no there. I, um, I i i take take umbrage with people who think that you know children's film as you were saying just now children's films are just for kids i i think children are very clever and very yeah. they 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 can tell i mean Yes, they 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 can put up with a lot more. Uh, how can I put this politely? Shonky they, crap. <laughs> Disney Plus, uh, so Disney Channel crap. Yeah, they can be. They're more than happy. They're more than happy to be entertained by that kind of you know mm. not so great content. But they know if something's good. They 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 can differentiate between. Disney Channel and a Pixar movie, and mm. I, like I said, the, the kids I spoke to, and again, this is anecdotal, but the children I spoke to about it, they just weren't bothered mm. about it, um, which is a shame, really, because again, re-watching the first movie last month, I was wetting myself with laughter, mm. um, and with this, I was just—I I think I had a similar experience to you. I just—I I just, I was—I realised I was on my phone halfway through the movie. Yeah. And that's not really a good sign, is it? No, not at all. Not at all in the slightest. So, right. so time for a star racing here. I think, I think before we started talking about this film ahead of recording and in, in the review here, I was going to be very lenient and say, because I liked the animation style and there are one or two bits that I do like, like Keanu Reeves, I would give it free. But I think based on what we've talked about and how we've engaged with it and how and, and you talking about how the school children that you've that you've shared watching the film with have also responded i can't give it more than two stars no i feel the same way i i was really i mean when when, when you told me we were, when you asked me to review this film i, I was interested I, I wasn't excited mm. uh because i felt yeah you know, i just like i said earlier i knew this the series ha has declined in terms of its 
quality, yeah. um, comedic quality. Um, and I, my, my fears were, were met, unfortunately, and it's just a bit of a shame. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think this is a franchise killer. No, no, um, no. Not at all. I mean, this is just a bit of a, a blip, and I, I, I can't really, I haven't watched it in quite a long time now, about 10 yeah. years or so. So it, this isn't going to harm any profit margins. Oh, no, no, no. I, and I, I, and I, I would love, I would love for more there to be more SpongeBob movies. I will say this, the, the one thing that really annoys me about this film is that it's called the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, not a SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, because the SpongeBob movie would imply that this is the definitive article. I, I'm, I'm staring at the poster right now because with my notes, and it's just infuriating seeing the little "the" above SpongeBob. There's too many sponges in the name as well. Is this is this your old man yells at cloud moment? Hang on, I don't yeah. think he. Hang on, hang on, the film's called Sponge on the Run. Yeah, he's not on the run. I just, <laughs> I just realised that. <laughs> How did we not pick that up? It's like SpongeBob oh, hasn't committed that's... any. SpongeBob hasn't committed any crimes in this film. What? No, the, the film. Yeah, the film should be called Sponge on Trial. That's oh, that's that's infuriating. That's that that's that's ruined my day, Mister Bolton. Ah, uh, and this, on that, this, bomb- this does this deserves two stars, two starfishes. And there you have it, Sponge on the Run. Not bloody likely. Two stars. It's time to get that rancid chum bucket taste out of our mouths because that is all we have time for here on this episode of Fillmore. Thank you very much for joining us. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube or listening via your dedicated podcast provider, make sure you subscribe so you get new episodes first when we release them. And you can also get in touch with us by emailing filmroar at bunkerzilla.co.uk. And finally, there is a whole world of monstrous content to discover at bunkerzilla.co.uk. Read great articles and listen to more amazing podcasts from our talented team. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch at Bunkerzilla UK. So, until next time, stay safe, enjoy your movies. I've been Ian Bolton, joined by Krishna Allen. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I should have done that at the beginning. Never mind. It's okay. We're ready to finish. Adios. See you next time. Bye-bye.